So I've got a birthday coming up this week. I'm going to uh, turn 59 years old. It's kind of like a trip to the beach, you know, where you get there on a Monday and you turn around and it's Friday already and about time to pack. That seems like I turned 50 just a couple of weeks ago, and now I'm in that final year before I hit 60. I'm not exactly sure how this happened, but hey, that's what living will do for you. Anyway, in this episode of The Eclectic Monk, I want to take you way back to 1970 and tell you about what I still think is the worst birthday present I ever got. Stick around. This one might be entertaining. So 1970 was was bound to be disappointing. Star Trek had been canceled. Batman had been canceled. The Beatles were breaking up. Richard Nixon was in office. The Vietnam War was heating up, and we even invaded Cambodia that year for some reason. Later in the year, there was going to be that shooting at Kent State. I mean, every time you turn around, something else was going on. Inflation was at 5.84%, and that was going to get a lot worse. Gas was 36 cents a gallon. That was going to double by the end of the decade, if not more. And for $38.99, you could get yourself a 8-track player for your car. I'm not sure what was more disappointing in the long run, Richard Nixon or the 8-track player. Anyway, that's what was happening in 1970, which is the year that I turned 7 years old. Now that year, I remember it well, because what I wanted for my birthday was a monkey. That's right. I wanted a monkey. My mom asked, what do you want for your birthday? And I said, I want a monkey. I never had a little brother, and I thought a monkey might be the closest thing I ever got. And there was this pet store that we used to go, just look around in, that had a little spider monkey. And I always thought that was the coolest thing ever. Stick my finger in the cage and he'd grab hold of it. He was very gentle. And I was sure that if I had a monkey, my life would be complete. And so, I begged, I pleaded, and as only a six-year-old going into seven can do, I built up for myself a real expectation that I was going to get that monkey. (laughs) But I didn't. Mid-February rolled around, and as... It had happened in so many years before that. Well, I guess only, you know, six. But as it happened before, my birthday rolled around. And uh, I'm pretty sure that my parents got the credit card bills for Christmas right at the beginning of February. Because I never had much of a birthday. We we just didn't celebrate birthdays much. Uh, I had one birthday party as a kid my whole life. That was not in 1970. And... uh But that particular year, like I said, I I wanted that monkey. Man, I wanted one. And so imagine my surprise. On my birthday dawned, I jumped out of bed and I ran out into the living room expecting to find my new friend. And what I found was 
a little red radio flyer wagon. That was the big one. Yeah, it wasn't the tiny little one. It was the big full-size job. But I'll never forget standing there staring at my birthday gift of a red wagon. Well, as you can expect, being 100% male, the first thing I had to do was figure out what you could actually do that was fun with a red wagon. And, you know, I grew up in, in the age before kids had bubble wrap and helmets and all that. I mean, we didn't think much about PPE. In fact, personal protective equipment hadn't even really been thought about yet. Um, they wore helmets playing football. That was about it. Uh, the firemen, you know, they had their stuff. But just being a kid, eh, who needed it? And so I took the rural red wagon out, pulled it up to the top of the hill, the end of the street, and it was a good steep hill. It's uh, it was a it was a pretty pretty hefty hill. I had wrecked my bicycle on that a few times, and I got ready to go. And so I never forget staring down the hill, kind of like a Calvin and Hobbes comic if you ever read that. Staring down the hill, sitting in my little red wagon, and pushed off and started riding down. Now you would think that a rural red wagon would actually be a pretty good thing to go down a hill in. You would think that with the tongue in your hand, you could actually steer it a little bit. What you don't realize is that the faster you go, the the more the front end actually begins to wobble. And you also have a very um, narrow center of gravity. So basically, um, that thing is is really, really unstable. Not to mention, every time you hit a rock or a piece of gravel or even a, a grain of sand, it seems like it uh, bounced and rattled your teeth in your head. And so about halfway down the hill, I'm hanging on for dear life. The front wheels are wobbling back and forth. The, the tongue is moving wildly from side to side. I'm just trying to hold on and hang on. And uh, of course, inevitably, the uh, front wheels did that thing where they turned to one side. I believe they turned left, but I could be wrong. All I know is, is that one minute I'm hanging on to a red wagon flying down a hill. The next thing I know, I'm flying through the air with the red wagon behind me where it has turned sideways suddenly and began rolling. I hit the ground, scraped my elbow, rolled down the hill. The red wagon rolled over me. And uh, we ended up in a tangled mass at the bottom of the hill, me and the red wagon um, lying there. And as you do as a kid when those things happen, you lie there for a minute and you, you assess yourself. You take inventory. You wonder, did you break anything? And I didn't. You feel your head, see if you're bleeding. My head was okay. Like I said, my elbows were scraped up pretty good, as I recall. And then and then you sit up, and then you stand up. And if all that works, well, then you lived. And I, I lived through the red wagon crash. Um, but I still remember sitting there. I remember standing there, staring at that stupid wagon lying at the bottom of the hill, realizing that riding it down the hill 
was not going to work. So what can you do with a red wagon that was fun? Well, as I said, 1970, it was just built for disappointment. And I wish I could tell you that was the end of the story, but it's not. Don't go anywhere. There's another chapter of this one. There is a different way to live. There is a way to live an intentional life. A life of service to others. A life defined by love, not success. There is a way to live a life that focuses on the kingdom of God. That holds fast to eternal values, not worldly ones. I have heard the call, and I have decided to follow Jesus into this different life. My name is Mark Owens, the Eclectic Monk, and I want to invite you to join me on this journey of faith. Traveling well with the Eclectic Monk, a video adventure starting soon. Won't you join me? As I said before, I, I never had a little brother. But I did have a big brother. My big brother's two and a half years older than I am. Which was kind of cool growing up because that meant every time I had a birthday, I gained a little ground on him. He was no longer three years older than me. Now, he was just two. But of course, the added wisdom of that two and a half years always gave him a bit more authority when it came to life and the decisions that we made. And so he was out watching me, of course, kill myself or attempt to kill myself riding my little red wagon down the hill. And as I dejectedly pulled the wagon back up the hill towards the house, I could see that my big brother, who was my hero in some ways, had a great idea. I could feel it. The look on his face told me that he had come up with something that was going to be spectacular. And we were finally going to have some fun with my wagon. So, he disappeared onto the carport. He came back out into the driveway with his bicycle and a piece of rope. It must have been an old piece of clothesline or something that we had found laying around. And I knew immediately what the plan was. And I loved it. He tied one end of the rope around the base of the seat of his bicycle. Pulled the rope out. And it was about a good 8 to 10 feet of rope. And he took it. And we tied it securely onto the tongue of the wagon. And then, and then the adventure really started. I climbed into the wagon, held onto the sides, and he began pedaling his bicycle as only a majestic big brother can do. I remember the jerk and tug as the rope went taut, and suddenly the wagon, well, the wagon was moving. He was pedaling away, looking over his shoulder and laughing at the success of this venture. And there we were, just rolling down, 
down, down the flat part of Weston Drive. Until we started getting toward the end of Weston Drive and, and he needed to turn and go back up Weston Drive toward the, the house, which, of course, uh, he put on his brakes to do that. And that's when the miscalculation came to light. You see, the thing about the little red wagon is that it has no brakes. None. The only brake you have is the bone you break when it flips over and throws you out or when you try to put your foot down and stop it while you're rolling along at a good, you know, 15 mile an hour clip because your brother's got you up to warp speed with his bicycle. And um, that was kind of uh, the decision that I had to make because he stopped and I didn't. And to be fair, didn't really have much time to make a decision. And so the decision I had was to just hold on as tight as I could as the red wagon flew and creamed into the back of his bicycle. Sending him flying down the street, I again went airborne and flew over the tangled mass of wagon and bicycle, scraped the other elbow up real good, and we both were lying in the middle of the road looking at the pile of metal that was our great idea. (laughs) And we stood up together, shook our heads, and he expertly untied the wagon from the bike and began riding his bicycle home while I once again dejectedly pulled my wagon. Oh, my wonderful birthday gift. Oh, the gift of a lifetime. The gift that continues to give because it was the most disappointing birthday gift I ever received. And I pulled it back to the house, parked it in the front yard, where it was then used for what I believe was my mother's intention all along, to do yard work. Because now we had a way to move bushes and dirt and sand and rocks and everything else around. That red wagon was useful. But anybody that thinks that a radio flyer red wagon is more fun than a monkey doesn't know just how disappointing a red wagon can be. Fortunately, I lived and I never did any of those things ever again. The red wagon was never fun. Not once. Well, it's a true story. I I don't make these things up. It it really did happen. And um, I've given my mom a hard time about the red wagon more than once. I ended up with four children, so I I never got that monkey. And and now as an older, wiser person, uh, I just enjoy my grandkids instead. Um, Because monkeys are a mess. So I, I don't blame mom for not getting the monkey, but still scratching my head about the wagon. I hope you enjoyed this one. And wherever you are and whatever you're in the midst of, just remember, life is an adventure. 
And so travel well. Enjoy the journey. And never, ever doubt that you are loved. Thanks, and we'll see you next time. I do appreciate you listening to the podcast, and I hope you find it entertaining and enlightening. And if you do enjoy the podcast, there's a few things you could do to really help me out. If you would, subscribe, like, share, and rate the podcast on whatever platform you're on. And you can go to my website, theeclecticmonk.com, and there you're going to find a support tab. Click there, and it'll take you to a link where you can become a monthly supporter of the Eclectic Monk Podcast, and that would really help me out. Hey, we're on this journey together, and I sure hope that you and the rest of the nine will continue with me as we move into the exciting future. Thanks again.